Welcome to Flix, my name is Daniel Swan, this is episode 102 in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Mission Impossible Fallout. We tried something different with this episode, we recorded it on a roof because we were on a roof and it was a nice evening so we didn't want to leave the roof. Let me know, it was a bit of an experiment, let me know what you thought. I don't think it was very good and I don't think we'll do it again. The Mission Impossible franchise has evolved in a very interesting way. From the original all the way back in 1996, wow. long time ago, all the way through to 2015's Rogue Nation, no two films had the same director, which gave them all very distinct feels. Jason, the, the Bourne franchise, can't say that. Because uh, obviously uh, Greengrass did the second and third. The Bond franchise, can't say that. Doctor No and whatever the second one was, both directed by the same guy. I know, because I looked it up. Uh, but Mission Impossible, Brian De Palma, John Woo, J.J. Abrams, Brad Bird and Christopher McQuarrie all took their turns helming their own version of the films that really only had rubber masks, Ving Rhames and Tom Cruise running to bind them together as a cohesive whole. All that has changed with Mission Impossible Fallout, the sixth installment of the spy thriller series, which is once again written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie. What do you mean once again? I thought... So he directed oh. the fifth one and now has directed the sixth one. Oh, so up until this point it didn't have the same director? Up until, yeah, Rogue Nation, oh, 2015. Okay. I thought, okay. Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure people are clear because it was really unclear. Cool. <laughs> it's a film that has rubber masks. Ving Rhames is definitely there. And if Tom Cruise doesn't run five miles a day, his soul gets eaten by the director of the Galactic Confederacy, Xenu, as part of a deal made by Mr. Cruise when he joined Scientology in order to age at one-eighth the speed of a normal human. So I'm sure they'll have captured some of his running for the film. The only other factor that Mr. Macquarie has to keep going is the Mission Impossible franchise's tendency to make very, very good action films. Was Mr. Macquarie able to maintain the high quality bar set by some very impressive directors, including the past version of himself, or was the task too much of a bloody mission? Oh, an impossible one. Well, maybe. <laughs> Tiffany B? Yeah. What did you think? I thought, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good film. Good film. Um, what's your, what's, what were you bringing to this? What's your, what's your relationship with the Mission Impossible franchise? Um, How have you dug it to this I've, point? I've, I think I've watched it intermittently, which is to say I've no idea which ones I have and have not seen. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think I've ever been to the cinema to see it before. Really? I don't think so. Okay. Just on TV and stuff. Um, I've always thought they were good, enjoyable, kind of, you know, in a flippant way. Like, sure. I don't really think that much about them. Okay. But I think that they're pretty enjoyable generally. Nice. Um, but I did think that this one had a very good trailer. It did have a very good trailer. Um, so that awesome I think, trailer music. Bang, yeah. Um, that was really so good. I thought, yeah, I think that kind of piqued my interest a bit more yeah. than uh, anything in terms of what I'd seen before. Sure. Did this one hit the same kind of heights for you in terms of a kind of satisfied, contented shrug? Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. Like, that was good. Yeah. I don't know, it's not a good film in the sense that, you know, like, oh, that was a really or that acting or that anything, you know? Yeah. It's not like a kind of objectively good film in that sense. Okay. But it was it was an enjoyable film. It ticks that box. Okay. Uh, and so yes, I, I enjoyed it. Nice. But I'm not I'm not gonna like you know, if you're looking for some kind of song and dance, you're not gonna get that. <laughs> no, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's kinda like it was good. That's just, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm dancing around it. I enjoyed it. Nice. 
that's what yeah, we well, need I, to know, isn't I, it? Yeah, I think the, the kind of the, the flicks of it all yeah. is about whether it's an enjoyable film. Yeah. Whether your personal okay. enjoyment of it. Yeah. Well, in which case, I, I did enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good. Who was your... And this is the new feature that we're bringing in for this uh, particular episode of Flicks. Yeah. Is uh, who's your MVP in the spoiler-free section? My MVP... Who kind of rose up and said, yeah, I'm responsible for this film being enjoyable. Oh, I don't know. You didn't say that. I'm responsible. I, okay, I took no, sorry. MVP to mean someone that I enjoyed immensely in yes. the film. Someone whose work you wish to give a particular shout out. And so my answer to that question is I don't know her name in real life, but it is uh, The White Widow. Ooh. Yeah. I really liked her. Yeah. I thought it was a shame that she wasn't used more. Yeah, she was hardly in at all, really. No, but I really thought I really liked the scenes with her, and I really liked her character. I thought she was a great actress. Yeah. She's the one from The Crown, isn't she? Yeah. So she's Princess Anne, Margaret, Princess yeah. Margaret from The Crown. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was wonderful. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's got a career ahead of her. This one. <laughs> Did you not? No, yeah, I thought she was very good. So, so, so what what kind of character does she play here? Vanessa Kirby. She, um, yeah, she's a bad guy. Well, she's you know one of the bad guys. Yeah. Um, like it, and she plays like a broker between yeah between between Tom bad Cruise guys. and his people and and bad guys and that well yeah her standard job is broker yeah. between bad guys um bad guys that want to buy bad things and bad guys who want to sell yeah. bad things they go through the white yeah white witch white queen white widow widow yeah wasn't it yeah i think so um yeah and so i thought she had a kind of staid she reminded me of um what's his name in uh luke cage mahershala in really? the sense that she has this kind of quietness. It's not like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. It's like, don't mess with me because I will have you killed. You know, <laughs> in that kind of more low-key bad guy? Yeah. And it's just, I find that very effective. Yeah. Very like, okay, this yeah. is someone to, to take note of. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought she was very good. Nice. Who was yours? Nice. Uh, my MVP was... Thomas Cruise. Uh, Thomas Cruise Mapafer. <laughs> I was going to say Tom Cruise because. Well, I feel like, as was adequately, adequately, uh, fantastically, let's let's pitch it up, um, discussed in the intro. Yes. When I think one of the the kind of side effects of having multiple directors, which I think is a great idea because it allows different people to come in and put their own kind of stamp on it, but it does mean that this is Tom Cruise's. Oh yeah, franchise. This is just him. This is him. He kind of dictates things. Yeah. Um, and I think he has, he has, yeah, stumbled upon. I I would consider this to be the the premier action film franchise in the world. More than Born Identity films. I mean, because Born has kind of isn't really a thing anymore. Oh. And I the see. last two Born films weren't up to much. Oh, weren't they? No. Oh, okay. Because there's, there's the the trilogy, the first trilogy, yeah. which are all really good. Oh. And then so the fourth what? one, which is the one without Jason Bourne and Paul Greengrass, the this Jeremy Renner, the Bourne like Legacy. I've never heard of this. Okay. Um, where someone else comes in. That Doesn't was apparently work. not good. But then Greengrass and Matt Damon came back for Jason Bourne. Um, and apparently that wasn't up to much either. Oh, that's a shame. Um, whereas this, yeah, as like in terms of consistent quality, in terms of consistent quality, I think you'd struggle to find any kind of uh, action film or not any kind of um, comparison, really. Yeah. Um, in terms of one film series that is on now six instalments, which is normally the kind of franchise that you'd kind of normally associate with like a horror film. Yeah, like that's true. Friday the 13th part six or Halloween part six. What about six James Bond as the other James Bond, kind of yeah. competitor in that, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, I just think it's, whether it's by Tom Cruise's design or not, and I feel like it, he must have influence in it. I mean, he's, he you know, like, arguably the biggest this, movie star in the world. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's kind of hit upon a formula of just kind of 
you know everything's built up around maybe four or five action set pieces and then stuff going on around it the tone is more serious than a kind of marvel film i guess mm. but still has moments of levity still has moments of silliness in it um yeah i just think it it kind of yeah it just kind of works yeah and it feels like to me like one of those like you don't get that many films like that anymore yeah. these action films like this yeah it feels like it's embracing its its genre of being an action film yeah like it's just going all in yeah um whereas yeah i don't think you have that many films like that anymore they're, no. they're, they're a lot more heavy on plot generally yeah. nowadays yeah i feel like it's like this is important yeah and this is like you know we're going off to this country and it's a war and millions of people will die yeah like i mean this film does that a little bit to some extent yeah. but it's not feels different yeah the tone yeah yeah it feels classic i think yeah feels like i don't know i was gonna say family friendly but not really i suppose it's pretty violent yeah and it's pretty like there are some dark bits in this but yeah on i think on the whole it's yeah it's kind of slightly older kids slightly older kids yeah 15 year old yeah um maybe even a bit younger i'd say you kind of 12 i i, I mean I, i'd be interested in seeing what, what rating this got is. in the uk yeah because obviously in america it's just i'm gonna take my kids to this i don't even care in the uk it's a 12a which i think is appropriate yeah it's yeah, that it's that yeah. not you no um, or pg no a bit more than your pgs but um yeah so i think it's kind of got it's hit that kind of niche it's got a good kind of tone that i think would appeal to a lot of people yeah i would say personally speaking i don't think it's quite as good as the last one uh rogue nation which i was a big big fan of um but still yeah a very very good film yeah very enjoyable for sure for sure anything else you want to say before we dive into spoilers I don't think so. Lovely. Well, let's then dive into spoilers. If you're leaving us at this point, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and if you're sticking with us, um, wait till after the jingle. We're going to douse you in information and set you alight with spoilers. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you, it won't be groovy. If you listen any further, we'll watch in the here we go with some spoilers. Here we are. That was the jingle. Here we are. Uh, we're going to be delving into the nitty and indeed the gritty. So if you haven't um, seen the film, then um, turn back. Ye who enter here. We're going to be using our patented 5.6 outcome rating system to determine the worth, the worth of this film. Um, Tiffany B. Yeah. Here's a point, Maria. This is what we're up on the roof and I'm getting cold in my joints. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go for potentially the most obvious point. Most obvious point. But it is a pro and it is that it was action packed. Um, I think you mentioned in the, the spoiler free bit about uh -huh. the action. And I do think it just embraces wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like, this is an action film. Yeah. There are very few periods where nothing is going on or yeah. very little is going on. There's yeah. always something. The pace is fast. The action is ridiculous. Yeah. Like impossible, one might say. <laughs> um, you know, it is literally impossible a lot of it. Yeah. Like with him flying over roofs and yeah. like him running, bless him, <laughs> just constantly running. I mean, he is a very impressive. We, we saw in Mission Impossible 3 yeah. what an impressive runner he I is mean, which i think actually yeah. holds the record the for the for the film shot that has that's the longest continuous shot of somebody running really? in a film yeah <laughs> yeah when it's when they're in like china and it's yeah. right towards the end and he's just pegging it yeah yeah he's yeah he's putting some welly into it isn't he? <laughs> um yeah he's always on the move there's always something going on yeah uh and yeah, I mean, if you like action, it is just that times 10. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Mm. Um, 
and I think it does it does you know sometimes action films I think can, for me anyway can be a little bit boring or a little bit like rehashing the same thing okay. um, but I don't think this film does that I think it's not like hugely like way impressively original with its action okay. but it's but it's enduringly interesting it, yeah you know it's not like oh wow remember that scene was really cool it's just like somebody has been like let's just do this it's a crazy thing and they yeah. just do it like yeah i don't know and it, it's just it's a very watchable action it keeps your interest yeah um the pace is super high There's yeah because really bear in mind things. it is it's 148 minutes long yeah so it, very very close film, to really. two two and a half hours long. Yeah, and it, I would say you don't really feel it. No, no, you don't. And I think it's because of all the action. Yeah. Because there's always something. Yeah. You're not like, yeah. There's not a lot of downtime. No. At all. No. And it doesn't wait to the end to build the action. The action is straight from the beginning. Yeah. Like as soon as it starts. Yeah. It's like here we go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that's really good, and I think that's what the, like. The, these films do really well. It's yeah. just embrace the fact that they're an action film and just go all in with that. Yeah. And I mean, Tom Cruise is a lunatic. Yeah. Um, and just seems to like go for it. Yeah. Just be in a hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, literally, you said right, he does a, all most of the stunts himself. The vast majority of the stuff um, in this film. I mean, I'm going to say that the action is one of my points as well. Shocking. Shockingly. Um, but yeah, he he does the vast majority of the stuff that you see him doing in the film. Yeah. When you see him riding around Paris on a motorbike without a helmet, that's him. What's his problem? When you see him when you see him piloting a helicopter and chasing another person in a helicopter, that's Tom Cruise. Which is Is the bizarre. helicopter on fire? I don't Who's imagine a helicopter would be on fire. But but I wouldn't 100% I couldn't speak to a certainty to it because he does seem to be pretty insane yeah. he is he is a man who is very committed and it's interesting like when you listen to interviews with The Rock when yeah. he's talking about his action films yeah it's the same as when you hear Tom Cruise talk about his films where they're just very very dedicated to I just want the audience to have a good time yeah like that's that's the goal yeah um and I think, yeah, you really see that. In, yeah. In, yeah. In the, it's all in for the that. work that they're putting in. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think the action is makes up you know the vast majority of the film. Yeah. But it's really good. Yeah. It's really really well done action. I think it's action that is shot well. You yeah. know what's going on. I think sometimes that's, that's the danger true. with these yeah. big action films where, oh, you know, and there's a car and there's here and blah, 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 and it's all just very shaky. Yeah. And you get the sense that, oh, something's going on and they're going very fast. But yeah. the geography of a fight scene or whatever is difficult to pick up on. Yeah. But I feel like this is shot with a, a great deal of clarity. Yeah. Um, and they they know what they want to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really good. Um and I think it's yeah, it's it's great that it's just kind of, in a lot of senses, yeah, like I say, localized. It's one of the things that I like most about the previous one, is there's the the thing at the opera, where they're trying to you know the, the fight scene and they're trying to assassinate the various people there. There's the the one underwater. There's and there's just these like four kind of big set pieces and everything else just weaves around there it's just yeah. from getting from one to the other yeah. in the most efficient way possible and I feel like this is the same you've got the bathroom fight uh, breaking out Sean Harris Harris and Paris yeah when they're getting him out of the truck uh, and that which then leads to yeah. Tom Cruise going to you know driving around the Arc de Triomphe which yeah. is insanity in and of itself apparently they had like two hours to film that um they're like, right, we can shut it down for like two hours really early one morning and then that's it. Yeah. And two hours in a big Hollywood film. Yeah. As uh, Christopher McQuarrie said in uh, an interview, he said in a big Hollywood film, it takes two hours to turn the lights on. Like, so they just really had to yeah. knuckle down. Uh, the helicopter chase and then my favourite, I think, but I think that in part it's because of the Londonness of it is the foot chase with him and... Uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. Where he's chasing him around and Benji's directing him and stuff. Yeah. And he's running the length of Blackfriars Bridge. Yeah, that's funny. Amazing. Yeah. 
um, and then just hanging on the bottom of the lift in the Tate Modern. And they're having a dialogue scene. It's like, he's just hanging there. He yeah. doesn't have his foot on anything. No. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you know, when you're, when there's the calling card of your film, people are showing up for the action. So you've yeah. got to do the action well. Yeah. And I think it does it very, very well. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I have a kind of second point to do with that, which is a, just a quick one. Because I struggled a little bit with this, getting five points for this film. Okay. Um, and so my one of my points is a scene per Dan. Uh-oh. Dan's trademark. Sorry, are you sitting on the doormat, copycat? <laughs> um, and it's just the the helicopter scene. Yeah. Because I feel like, although I think you're right, there are some other really good scenes. Like I do think the bathroom scene's very good yeah. as well. Um, and that whole thing in Paris was yeah. like a million things going on, and they were really cool on the motorbikes. I thought yeah. as well. That other woman, what's her name? She looked really Ilsa. cool on her motorbike. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the helicopter one, just because I think that is the most kind of outrageous and ridiculous. Yeah. And like he's spinning around in a helicopter that's like on fire. Yeah. And that like he, I don't know, it's just ridiculous in that kind of wonderful, ridiculous action yeah. kind of way. And then just really that whole bit where they're hanging off the cliff. Yeah. And like, it's just madness. It's just pure <laughs> madness. And like the, the, remote that he's trying to get to is like yeah. getting kicked ever closer to the edge and he's hanging off the thing and they're stuck I don't know it's just ridiculous and then and then even after what's his face has been pulled down by the, by the helicopter hook. Um, the hook thing even after that then he's climbing back up a cliff face yeah and he's just wearing his suit yeah and like it just seems like he's having a little stroll up the, you know, just ridiculous, utter madness. And then the craziest bit, the bit that made me want to shout out most, is after, yeah, after all of that, and he's done the thing, and you cut back to Tom Cruise after you think, oh, has the nuke gone off? And he's got the little thing in his mouth, yeah. just spits it out, oh, and then he yeah. climbs up, and then he just lies like an inch and a half yeah. away from the edge you yeah. just think Tom mate just yeah. have a little roll yeah. have a little roll across it's just going to make me feel yeah <laughs> this is not a point for tension yeah. this is the point where I need that relief yeah. so I just want a clear you know a foot away from you and the edge that I can clear because <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting it at the moment I feel like that's the one that will stick with you yeah with this film yeah um, so yeah, I think it's complete madness. Yeah. And the fact that he was in the helicopter is just insane. Yeah. It's very interesting, yeah, when you when you listen to Christopher McQuarrie talk about it. He's a very, um, he seems like a very frank guy. He's very eloquent. He's very good at telling stories and kind of delivering information, which is good. Uh, and he's very open about the process of it all, which is very, very interesting um, about how something like this comes together. Um, and that, yeah, the, the big helicopter chase, that was one of the things that Tom Cruise wanted when he came yeah. into the film. He said, I want to have a helicopter chase. Yeah. Because he's Tom Cruise, and I guess he's like, oh, in the last six months, I've just learned how to fly helicopters, so we might as well put that to good use. Yeah. Let's do a helicopter chase. So they know they're going to have a helicopter chase, and so then he's thinking, well, so is Tom Cruise chasing someone else, or is someone else chasing Tom Cruise, uh, chasing Ethan Hunt? Um, and so they've got to work out that they've got to work out what the kind of initial part of it is what the kind of what the different kind of stages of this are and just kind of put, put, piecing this yeah. kind of thing together and I guess making it seem at least in the end like it's all been worked out Yeah. and it just oh, seems yeah. it's so backwards it's really astonishing how like cobbled together it is Yeah. like we have this we know we want we've got this we know we've got this bit earlier. How do we get from this bit to this bit? Well, this and this and this. And then someone brings up like, well, what's that, this character doing? Oh, right, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It just seems astonishing. A, 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 an absurd way of going about these kind of things. Um, seems to work. But it seems to work very well. Yeah. Um, my next point would be kind of partly that, um, the story. Okay. I think it does very well. And I, the, I've written it down as simple slash complex story. <laughs> um, because ultimately, I think if you want there to be, if you want to know the ins and outs of the story, I think they give you enough clues 
to yeah. work out what the actual story is, what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, there's little, you know, comments. You've got to pay attention to all of the dialogue. Yeah. And again, I think a lot of it comes from like after the after the fact, people saying, "Well, I don't really understand this." So yeah, there's a shot of somebody and... without. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, let's add in a line here to explain that a little bit further. So yeah. there's that if you need it, but if you don't want it, yeah, it's you don't need it. No. It's not. It's just very, and they do a very very good job at saying, "Here's our character. Here's the place that they need to do, get to." here's what they need to do when they get there and this is what's going to happen if they don't succeed yeah and i think that's ultimately what, what it is there's a very interesting um quote that christopher christopher mcquarrie had that seemed to be he said it several times in this interview so it seemed to be some kind of mantra for him of uh, information is the enemy of emotion so you can't as soon as you start over explaining things it takes people out of it and yeah. they don't they don't feel as much for the characters and I guess that's the most important thing they've got to have that kind of empathy with the characters and kind of be on the journey with them yeah. otherwise it's just it's a waste of time yeah um, and I think they do a really good job with that yeah um, I think it's really it's, it is there's lots of kind of double crossing and lots of going back and forth and stuff but also as you said before they lean into the mission impossibleness of it all like this is a you know multi multi million dollar movie franchise that's based on a relatively small budget 1960s TV show yeah. that start you know that had the tape at the beginning because that's the most yeah. efficient way of getting a story in yeah um, and they just lean into this in, in that film straight away you start off with the dream thing then he wakes up and bail fast he gets the the tape and he wears the tape and that's just exposition just dumped straight yeah. in there it's like it's not trying to find a clever subtle nuanced way of delivering this exposition no. it's just saying this is what's going on and it does that several times throughout the film like yeah. just characters explaining to other characters this is what's happening blah, blah, blah. Yeah. here's what we need to do and i think that's that you know the, the fact that it's a uh, it has its roots in something a bit sillier yeah than a jason bourne film or you yeah know, even oh, a yeah. james bond film, sure. really yeah um, I think the James Bond film has developed the silliness over time. But I think Mission Impossible straight away is a bit, it's all rubber masks and pulling things yeah. off. And, and I think, yeah, that allows them to, to give their exposition in the most succinct way possible. Yeah. To then say, you, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. Like he was, he was saying, you know, I love some of my favorite Bond films of all time. I couldn't tell you what the plot of them is. Yeah. I can I can tell you, oh, there's that great action sequence, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. oh, the, the living daylights. Oh, I don't know what that's about, but I know there's a big bit of the Golden Gate Bridge at the end of it and Christopher yeah. Walken's in a helicopter and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, that's, you know, it seems like a kind of flippant way of going about it, but mm. it's I think it's true. And I think in this film, it, it yeah, it does that very well. It gives you as much story as you need, as mm -hmm. you feel like you want. Yeah. But you know, at all times, and like, yeah, at the end, that fi the final third, you know, you know, oh, yeah, it's, oh, they need to save the world and they need to do the thing. Tom, like, Ethan Hunt needs to take the little nodule, whatever yeah. it is, off the detonator. Yeah. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. And the detonator is in another helicopter, so he needs to chase that helicopter, he needs to blah, blah, blah. Um, and then again, interestingly, in terms of the the writing of it, then it's like, oh well, what what's Luther going to do? What's Benji going to do? What's Ilsa going to do? What's um, Michelle Monaghan and his wife? What's she going to do? And so they need. To, that's why there's two bombs at the end. Yeah. And because it starts off with the three bombs. Yeah. Um, and the, but then at the end they were like, well, we don't need three bombs at the end. And then so that was a conundrum. Yeah. And it's like, oh well, one of the bombs can just be given to him as like a show of good faith, and so he needs to get the other two bits of plutonium. So that gets rid of one of them. So at the end, like yeah. the reason there's two bombs is because there needs to be something for everyone to be doing. Yeah. And it's very kind of, um, it's it's story built out of kind of necessity. It's yeah. not a like, oh, some screenwriter sitting there kind of yeah. composing this long thing. Yeah. It's just well, what what needs, what needs to, to happen, happen here, yeah. um, which I yeah, it's a fascinating way of going about it. But it obviously, you know, it obviously works. Yeah, yeah. I think I I agree with you, and I disagree with you. Um, I do think it's simple, and I do think it doesn't matter really. Yeah. What's happening, like plot wise. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But one of my points is the negative, oh, which God. is the million twists and turns. Yeah. I could have done without that. Yeah. I don't think it's a film that needs it. Like, one twist. Yeah. Like, with Henry Cavill. Yeah. Is enough. Yeah. I don't think we need all of the millions of ones where there's the CIA thing and then it's twist, 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 and twist again. Yeah. I, and I don't, I mean, not, I, it's negative, not because I think it takes something away, okay. but because I just think it's unnecessary. And it's like okay. a bit of noise that yeah. isn't necessary. Because like you say, it's, it doesn't matter. It, it just needs to be a simple plot. I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. And so it's just a bit of noise. And for me, I was like, okay, well, whatever. I don't care who anyone is now because <laughs> it, it, like everyone's not who you think they are. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And it just, and not only are they not who you think they are the first time, they're not who you think you, they are the second <laughs> time. And so for me, that's just a little bit disengaging because I feel like you're just really messing with me now. Yeah. As an audience, you know, remember, yeah. you feel a bit like, okay, so you're just trying to fuck with me. Yeah. And I just, I just, like, when I look back to your point about it being simple, I just don't think it added anything. Okay. Aside from the Henry Cavill kind of twist. Yeah of him being like involved with the apostles and stuff. I just, it's like, I don't I don't know why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And there was the good bit in the, you know, with the double crossing where the, they use the mask and yeah. there's two of them. But again, that was the Henry Cavill twist. Yeah. That was not the 12 other twists in that. So that, what? That two, two or three scenes there. So, so still like when... They're in the sewer thing yeah. or whatever. And then it's like... Oh. The apostles have like infiltrated the CIA. Yeah, but then it's them. like so. Then the CIA come, and then but then the CIA are bad, and I don't know. It just is all over the place. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I couldn't tell you because I don't know because it was so like twist and turn. Yeah. And then oh yeah, and then there's apostles with it. Yeah, within the CIA, and then she says she's going to help and she's on the side of Alec Baldwin and then she's not. Yeah. Angela Bassett. Yeah. And it just becomes a bit like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I, don't, I just don't know what's going on and I'm clearly not meant to. <laughs> so I'm just going to back out. Um, so for me, it's like, it's a negative because I just didn't really see the point of it. Okay. I feel like it wasted a bit of time. Yeah. And it didn't add anything. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Negative. There we go. I'm going to go with a positive. And it's that moment. Really? <laughs> not, I mean, not necessarily all of the... So funny. All of the back and forth stuff, but I just thought the moment of the the Benji reveal that he is playing yeah. Sean Harris. that was fun. Yeah, that was good. I just thought that's, like, perfect Mission Impossible stuff. Yeah. It's rubber masks, it's double-crossing, it's the, it's the twist that, that, you know, it's the Henry Cavill twist, then we get another twist, it's like this kind of twist sandwich. Yeah. I did think that as much as it was, yeah, maybe a little bit too many, yeah. I, I appreciated the fact that they at least condensed all of their twists into about four minutes. That's it's true. Like, if you've survived this, then we can just go back to the action now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought the build-up to it was, was great. It kind of pays off a little bit from where Benji's saying that he wants to do a, a, ma a mask gag and then... They, he doesn't get to do one and then he gets to do one at the beginning of this one which I'm just going to spoil it now is another one of my points oh, okay. um, and so that kind of lets down that tension where does he do it at the beginning? where he's Wolf Blitzer who's that? the news guy oh yeah of course yeah oh yeah that's good yeah yeah um, yeah, and so that kind of, oh, right, so he's got his mask gag, okay. Yeah. But then they're like, no, he's got another one as well, and it's even better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah, yeah, so I just think it's, that's yeah, perfect kind of Mission Impossible moment. Yeah. Um, and then the earlier one as well is, uh, yeah, because you kind of come back from the thing, and the news says, oh, yeah, so, like, millions of people have been murdered because nukes have gone off in Rome and Jerusalem and Mecca. And you kind of, there's a part of your brain that says, well, they're obviously not gonna do this. Yeah. But then it just keeps going. Yeah. And you just think, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So maybe they have, but maybe they haven't. Yeah. And it, yeah, just a really, I don't know, They, I think they commit to it so much. Yeah, that, that it you kind start of, to be like. 
you go along with it enough that yeah. when the reveal comes, you're like, oh, right, okay, so that's fine. Because, yeah. yeah, for a kind of silly... Yeah, it's pretty heavy. ...action film, it's like, oh, yeah, millions of people have done yeah. <laughs> And it's like religious war. Yeah, right. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, mask! And then when he takes it off, you're like, okay. And the walls all come down and yeah, the roof perfectly. Really and scene, ugh. Yeah. Again, it's just that that it's it's the kind of moment that you can get away with in a Mission Impossible film. Yeah. And I'm not sure what other films you could get away with it. Yeah. And so it's I ridiculous. think. Yeah. yeah. So I think well, if you can do it in this, do it. Yeah. Because you know you're not going to have that many opportunities to do something as ridiculous as that. Yeah. So I just think yeah, both of those were very really really nicely done. Yeah. So I've done four points now. Yes. So let me catch up with you. Sure. Um, I'm going to do a negative. Oh my gosh. Um. I thought Henry Cavill was just awful in terms of his acting. Bless him. He's a, just a wonderful man to look at. Like, Are you a big fan? I mean, he's just, I feel like he's objectively good looking. Mm. He's not one of those people that is like, oh no, I don't really like him. Yeah. It's just like, no, he's just a good looking guy. He's yeah. just, he's, he's, you know, like model material. Yeah. He just, he looks very, like, I don't know. He's just very attractive. Yeah. Um, and it's not actually like my kind of thing really, but he's still, you know, you think, well, he looks great in a suit. He's yes. got great hair. He's yes. got a great jawline. Like mm-hmm. he's got a great stature. Yeah. Like everything is going for him. Everything. All abroad. Yeah. Um, and so he looks wonderful, but his acting is terrible it's so like one-dimensional yeah it just feels like he's not trying um yeah i really struggled with some of his scenes towards the beginning i was like oh this is painful it's really bad yeah i really found it not good yeah Um, and it was a shame because i feel like the the kind of interplay between him and tom cruise was quite important to the film and so the fact that he didn't do a good job yeah. was like impactful yeah. you know to the whole film and the, the feeling of it yeah which was a bit of a shame so as hard as it is i think you know stick to the modeling because I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see your work <laughs> i'd but... love to see some eight by ten glossies <laughs> but, but don't you, you just... dare act in a film that I'm i don't know watch. i don't know if he just wasn't like feeling it or he didn't he felt a bit silly or something because some of the lines are ridiculous yeah. like it just didn't seem like he was putting a lot of effort in and I don't know if that was like intentional this character's meant to be so cool calm and collected that but it just didn't feel like that it yeah. just felt very one dimensional and very like I'm reading this yeah and I have this role because I'm so gorgeous yeah and people want to look at me yeah. and ultimately you're going to forgive me if I don't act very well and I did you know <laughs> I made my peace with it <laughs> but nonetheless it is a negative that is a negative for me as well. Really? Yeah. I think that, um, you know, not everyone in this film is, you know, it's not Daniel Day-Lewis and Meryl Streep, but Tom Cruise is very good at what he does. Yeah. Simon Pegg is very good at what he does. Yeah. Ving Rhames is very good at what he does. Yeah. Rebecca Ferguson, very good at what she yeah. does. She's a very good action person. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alec Baldwin, yeah. Angela Bassett. Yeah. There's uh, a good cast. Whatever her name was from uh, the crowd, Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby, like ter- terrific actors. Sean yeah, Harris. All played their part. Yeah. yeah, very very good. And he just. It's a bit. He just kind of he stands out. Yeah. I think yeah, there's any number of other people who could have played that role better. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Um, being kind to him. Yeah. I think that he. I think there is a role that he could play very well. Yeah. I just think he hasn't found it yet. Yeah. I think Superman, he tends to seem a little bit smug. Yeah. He's I think which I think worked well for this one because yeah. you're supposed to not like him. Yeah. So you get on alright with that. Yeah. But then for him to be yeah, just just a lot of the scenes where there's like interplay with Tom Cruise or yeah. where he's talking to Angela Bassett. I yeah. Mean, just Angela bit. Bassett's Angela Bassett, but he just gets acted off the screen and they're talking. Yeah. It's like I think Tom yeah. Cruise is, yeah, you know, I think Ethan Hunt is the bad guy here. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and it's just a shame. It just kind of stands out because everyone else is really good. Yeah. Everyone else is really, really good. Yeah, that's what I, that's, it is a shame because I think, I also don't think you, I mean, I do agree with you that everybody else is good, but I don't even think you'd have to be an amazing actor. No, that's what I mean. To like hold your, to hold your ground in you this You just film. have to be good at doing what you're supposed to do in that yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like I say, if, if, if the, I don't know, I don't know what type of character is the perfect type of character for Henry Cavill. I think, I think it's a bad guy. Yeah. I think a bad guy works well with his kind of thing, but maybe a bit more of a kind of a preening, yeah. like knows that he's a good looking bad guy. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uses that to his benefit for like women being attracted to him. Yeah. Well, and men. Yeah. Like everyone. Because like they're, I mean, and to be honest, there's, you know, I think he has been very, to his credit, not a lot of people do this, but he's been very open about his, that he wants to be James Bond. Oh, really? Yeah. He, has he? Yeah, he's, he's said oh, it. Oh, he's not got enough charm, bless him. I don't know. Maybe he has. Cause, I don't think I mean, has. if we go back to, you know, Ian Fleming's Bond, oh, yeah, kind of a, a dick. Dickhead, a complete dickhead. <laughs> so I could kind of buy that. But then, no, yeah, but we don't see that that bond no. in the film because nobody wants to watch that bond. Yeah, he's yeah. I think maybe if it was like a kind of you know golden eye thing of Alex Trevelyan, where it's like, what if James Bond was a dick? Yeah. And they had another, you know, he was the bad guy in the film or whatever. Then I think yeah, I'm ordered that, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bless him. I just think he hasn't found his role yet. He's not watchable enough. No. To be the lead. And he just, yeah, he gets, he gets, he gets shown up. Yeah. In this film. Yeah, he does. Bless um, him. Which is, which is a I real know, shame. You know, it's funny we keep saying bless him because I think the only reason we're being nice to him is because he's so good looking. <laughs> we're like, oh, poor Henry Cavill, drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> like, poor guy. Isn't it a shame that he's not a great actor? I mean, I've, and like, yeah. I guess it's not nice to like really criticize someone and yeah. single them out. Um, but I just think, you know what? Maybe this isn't your thing. <laughs> Acting. Well, I think like, you know, it's, it's just sometimes it's not your thing. Like, yeah. you know, you're a very good looking guy. Yeah. Just model. Cause like, <laughs> that's obviously what you're good at. Like yeah. naturally. Yeah. I don't know. Or just have some lessons. I don't know. Just, yeah. Be a, henchman or I don't know yeah I yeah. don't know yeah. it's just he, not working he, yeah he just kind of stood out not compelling you want to talk about you want to talk about someone who's very as a little kind of mini plus point someone who's very good in a very short space of time where's Bentley uh, Michelle Monaghan's new husband oh, yeah. the doctor yeah like two scenes yeah really good yeah because you get the sense like he knows something's not yeah, right here. Yeah. He knows something's going on. Yeah. He's kind of probing gently, but he's like, this isn't my business. Yeah, yeah. To, I, I thought he was really good. Yeah. Uh, in a very, very small space of time. But, yeah. yeah, so he put his acting skills in yeah. Henry Cavill's body. Mate, where's Bentley, that guy? He inherently, there's a, a kind of yeah. a danger and inherent, he's got that kind of bad guy face. Yeah, yeah. Put him in that role. I'd have, I'd have been all over that. <laughs> Well, next time. Yeah. Um, I have one last point. And just oh, before no, we get on to Dan, just to be talking. a bit Sorry. kinder to Henry Cavill. Yeah. Because he is a very attractive man. So we must be nice. So we to must be nice people. to him. Yeah, that's the law of the land. Him reloading his arms before yeah. he gets into the fight is maybe the greatest thing. Ever. I, you know <laughs> why you so, like that is because it's so well done in the trailer. Oh yeah. It's to the beat. It's timed in with yeah. the music. It's so good. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that again. I mean, this He's is perfect. yeah. This is this is where why we don't have to be kind to Henry Cavill because that kind of thing wouldn't have worked unless you're a very tall, very brawny man. Yeah. You'd just look like an idiot. Yeah. But he looks like a fucking machine. Yeah. Like he's gonna come and kill you. Yeah. Great. Um, okay, so I have just one final point then, which is a positive, um, which is just a very basic one, which is just that I just think the, this film was just so, aside from that it embraced the action, yeah. it also embraced the kind of cheesiness of itself, like the silliness of it. Yeah. You know, I think it just goes along with it. There's a couple of moments of like him with his ex-wife and him with that policewoman who got shot in France. Yeah. But overall, 
it's just full pelt silliness. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is uh, is great because, and I think it's that thing that we talk about a lot of like knowing what film you are and mm. just doing that. Don't try and do something Absolutely. else. Just know what you are and just do that. Like, so, and I think this film does that really well because it's yeah. like, this is not a serious film. Yeah. This would not happen in real life. No. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it's cool and it's silly and it's fun and like, you want to watch it. Yeah. And I just think it goes in for that. And like at the end, there's some kind of silly, cheeky things when he's like, oh, how much time did we have? And he's like, oh, the usual. Yeah. And it's because it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. what are the chances that you're always down to the last second? Yeah. And like, I just think things like that, I respect that because then I'm like, you know who you are. Yeah. And you are just being like, yep, yep. it's stupid and that's fine. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, I think it's that great thing of, like that confidence that comes with yeah. knowing what you are and what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I think it, do, it does that really well. And Tom Cruise is kind of the, you know, the, I don't know what, the leader, the marshal yeah. of that. Because I think he knows, I think he knows intimately what yeah. these films are. Yeah. And um, yeah, when you were talking about like, there's not been consistent writers or directors and he's the consistent piece, I think, yeah, he knows. Yeah. He knows what this is. And I yeah. do, I do feel like, He's not like Bruce Willis. He doesn't take himself too seriously, I don't no. think. Or at least not in this sense. Yeah. Um, I think he, he knows what people go to see these films yeah. for. And he delivers that. Yeah. And it's cheese, and it's action, and it's light-hearted, and it's plots that don't really matter. Yeah. But action set pieces that, like, make you kind of gasp or Blow laugh or off. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the kind of cheesiness of it, the yeah. silliness, the nods to that, I really respect that because I yeah. think it means it's a film that knows what it is. Yeah. Tone is such yeah. an important thing. Yeah. You can get everything else right and if it's the wrong tone, it yeah. just feels off. If that doesn't match with what it is or what yeah. it's achieving, yeah, then it just doesn't work. But yeah. this, this is, yeah. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with you. I think, yeah, Tom Cruise is the... He's the person that dictates that. Yeah. He knows what people come to a Mission Impossible film to see. Yeah. And however many other people come through in the, you know, the machine that churns yeah. out these ginormous films, he knows what the right thing is. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I will always be a fan of a film that gets a bit kind of self-referential. Yeah. And there's, I think, two or three times in this film yeah. where people turn to Ethan and say, what's the plan? And he's like... Uh, I'm getting it. Like we'll, yeah. we'll work it out as we go because yeah. it's like it's ridiculous. Who would ever be know. able to? Yeah. yeah. And then there's the great, there's the great line. Uh, I think it's Henry Cavill actually, uh, where he's talking to Sean Harris. And he just screams, and you think, and you feel like this was maybe something that someone said in a production meeting. They're like, why do you have to make it so fucking complicated? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's like it's kind oh, of ridiculous. Madness. It's stupid. It kind of yeah hangs a lampshade on it and says yeah it's you know yeah. this is this crazy thing, but come along with the ride because yeah. it's going to be really fun. Yeah, and it is. It is. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so what did you give it in the end? Three out of five. Three. A three. I think it was a harsh three. Yeah. But a three nonetheless. Nice. Yeah. I went with a four. Yeah. Uh, and in some ways, it's possibly a harsh four. Mm -hmm. um, because I kind of struggled to think of think a negative. Oh, Henry was... I mean, Henry was there, Henry sure. Henry was hanging out. Um, uh, but yeah, I I feel like it was, yeah, a very, a very good film. Yeah. Very enjoyable film. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do with the next one. Yeah. Hopefully it's Christopher McQuarrie again. They do a kind of a trilogy of it. Yeah, maybe. Um, roof noise. Just roof noise. Gosh. How do you think this has gone on the roof? I don't know. We'll have to listen it's to it. But <laughs> I think there's been a lot going on. <laughs> there um, is a chance. This might not be the last time we record this. Or this might devolve into an Instagram review instead of a yeah. uh, podcast. No, I think it's fine. You know, life happens. Yeah. Our audience understands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was, yeah, yeah, I suppose if there was an audience, I'd feel a bit more yeah. nervous about putting a but, sub substandard yeah. product out. But 
but it's been very pleasant doing it up here. Yeah. Overall. I mean, nice. it's been unusually busy. Yeah, normally there's fuck all people up here. Yeah, Everyone so that is a little unfortunate, a little bit unlucky. Drag a child or a dog or a glass of wine up to the roof and yeah. do whatever they're doing. Fuck I off. mean, we're doing that, so yeah. we can't really moan at them. Well, guess what I'm doing right now? Moaning at them. I'm moaning at them. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was our spoiler-filled review of Mission Colon Impossible Colon. I think it's hyphen Fallout because that's the, the official title is Mission Colon Impossible. Uh, okay. So there's lots of punctuation flying around. Good to know. Uh, Tiffany B. Yeah. What did we learn? I think the biggest lesson that I took away is sure never record a podcast on a roof. <laughs> no, but yes, <laughs> um, is. Being pretty can only get you so far. Yes. We've finally found. Yeah. We've finally... And being extremely pretty. Yeah. Very as pretty as it gets. Yeah. Can only take you so far. Yeah. And then to get beyond that. I mean, look who's got beyond that. Ving Rames, not a looker. Simon Pegg, not a looker. You know, I mean... Women have to be universally attractive in Hollywood. I mean, God, what is this? What are we going to look at an unattractive woman? What is this? Twenty thirty-five? Jesus. Um, yeah. If you if you're pretty, that's great. But if you're going to be saying things, just bring a character. Well, yeah. yeah. Bring a character. Have Commit some to it. Just... Lesson: He's never had to have a personality. No. Just look at his face. Although I think he grew up fat. Well, then I don't know what's going on. There's there. an anecdote that he told when he was on a on Graham Norton with uh, Russell Crowe where Russell Crowe met him when he was a, a young chubster um, so I don't know but still, so, so he hasn't maybe, even got that excuse yeah cheers <laughs>